It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So Ellie, do these vocal opponents of critical race theory actually understand fully what it is? No, but what they think it means is teaching white kids that all white people are bad and racist. And so, of course, they're afraid of that. Mark my words, our union will defend any member who gets in trouble for teaching honest history. I say that it's time for us to stop believing uh, that we should have the right tweets, we should have the right safe streets. If you or your family ever inherited money or property, take a step Forward. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and all the time, door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. How old are you? 12? 14? <laughs> yeah. Oh, four. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah, anyway, yeah, that is great. <laughs> great. She's 12, 14, or four? One and, of those. Yeah. It would be less disturbing if we knew that Biden didn't routinely come on to 14-year-olds. Uh, 12, 14, or 4. All good in Biden land. That is Joe Biden. Today, in a classroom in Illinois, he was either in a high school um, or a middle school or elementary school. He wasn't quite sure. Which You know what? You gotta take care of mommy, right? Yeah, I know. How old are you? 12? 14. Yeah. Oh, four. Oh, great. Great. Well, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but Trump was the problem, right, honey? <laughs> uh, Alice, I'm not going to be in a bad mood today. You know why? Why? Because I have discovered the most vile person in media. Uh, do I love her? I think maybe I do. 
Because I like bad people. But only in a really angry way. But Ellie Reeve is a vile, vile human being. You may remember her from a couple of years back. She did one of the the Vice uh, things about um, the um, Charlottesville, oh, thousands okay. of Nazis, etc., where Trump mm-hmm. said that the Nazis and the KKK was both good people, right before telling people to literally drink bleach. So... Um, so she is now a legit reporter for Cable News Network for CNN. And CNN today had her on, and she did a her own story wrap in her own way. And this was an example today of the most, the end of CNN, certainly, mm-hmm. but the of the using vile propaganda in the hands of vile people and what they're willing to do. There is so much venom in this uh, segment and so much hostility and arrogance in this in this segment. This is why you actually sent this to me this morning. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't was, even really looked at it. Right. And and I was I looked at it like really uh, it just uh, as I, it was not going to be a big thing for me on WTAC, TIC. But once I heard it, I thought, I, I mean, I have not, I've not dealt with the, or, or, or interacted, I guess, or experienced, even though it was just a recording, a person this vile since Susan Sarandon, who's pretty much the worst vile person I've ever interacted with with in mm-hmm. person. Um, this is Ellie Reeve, and she is a reporter for CNN. So Brianna Keeler is the anchor here, mm-hmm. and she's doing... Um, they're doing a segment on critical race theory. Obviously, CNN is all about critical race theory because Trump was not for it, and they're just going where the battle lines are. Nobody mm-hmm. knows. They're they're toggling between it doesn't exist to it's certainly fine. They know that they well, love it. Well, what and- happened is Trump didn't like it, so right. they were all for it, but then it turned out that nobody else likes it either. Right. And parents were showing up by the hundreds at school board meetings all across the country because they hate critical race theory. Yes. So then it became... And a lot of it... it, No, no, no. Critical race theory does not exist in public schools. It's only taught at an extremely high level. This is all in a figment of your rabid Trump public imaginations. And if you just be quiet and shut up, then... Will handle the race teaching from here exactly, and they're being they're being coy and clever with the words as mm-hmm. well, because yes, there is something a, a a law school conversation around critical race theory, and some of the pillars of that conversation are used and disseminated into what we're really talking about here, which yeah. is um you know privileges, which is ability and um in judgment based on skin color. Um and um, the- yeah. Well, it's the idea of these systems, right? So you know whether or not you personally have racist well, yes, feelings. That's, yes, the that's systems- the systems. That's the rest of it. Yes, mm-hmm. is is that the idea that it's all the systems, whatever. So in other words, you can't get away from it. If you think you can get away from it, you can't. So anyway, this know nothing though telegenic, overcolleged, arrogant a hole, uh, Ellie Reeve. Uh, she is the reporter. She is a reporter for CNN. Remember, this is a reporter. Mm-hmm. Brianna Keeler starts her segment and um, intros Ellie 
uh, Reeve. The second largest teachers union is vowing to defend educators who get in trouble for teaching, quote, honest history. In a speech Tuesday, Randy Weingarten, president of the American Federation of Teachers, addressed the controversy surrounding critical race theory, which examines U.S. history through the lens of systemic racism. CNN's Ellie Reeve spoke with a teacher who uses critical race theory and looked at how backlash to this framework has exploded. So, Ellie, do these vocal opponents of critical race theory actually understand fully what it is? No. Can you hear that? <laughs> no. The pissy, vile venom in her voice. No. She cannot even hide her utter disdain for Americans who dare think differently than her. And why should they? It's an academic theory mostly taught at the grad student level. But what they think it means is teaching white kids that all white people are bad and racist. And so, of course, they're afraid of that. There you go. The same way they're afraid of their changing neighborhoods, etc. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that's why their white fragility is, is a challenge. That's why they're taking umbrage. Such loud umbrage. This little, are you okay? Yeah. What are you doing? I was just looking for something, a Kimberly, oh. like a thing. Yeah. That's so this is exactly, exactly where this woman is calibrated. Mm -hmm. She is a vile person. So now she brings on a teacher who teaches critical race theory. I thought nobody taught right. critical well, race theory. Well, this is, Brianna Killer already set it up that she did. Uh, it's named, but not, in, she said it's only taught in grad school. This is uh, Kezia Ridgeway. In Ellie Reeve, remember this Ellie Reeve, she knows everything. She's so smart. You don't know anything. Do they know what critical race theory is? No. But why right. would they? They right. just spend their time watching Fox News. So she brings in Kezia Ridgeway. This is the critical race theory teacher, I guess, in college. I don't know what she is. We talked to Kezia Ridgeway, who teaches high school African American history. Okay, she's a high school African American history person. Um, <laughs> I thought it wasn't taught in any high school. Well, I don't know. We'll find out. And discusses CRT in her anthropology class. Can I just start with a very simple, what is critical race theory? Yes. Critical race theory is not being taught in schools. For, by the way, Ellie Reeve just said she discusses CRT in her anthropology class. Yeah. So now the teacher says critical race. This shows you that Ellie Reeve mm -hmm. is well-credentialed very well educated on paper mm -hmm. and a total incompetent moron. The fact that already... Or they think we're morons. Already that this package is already contradicting, contradicting itself is remarkable. So here we go. Um, it, it's not taught in schools, the teacher tells us. It is a theory. It is a lens by which to view history and the way that law and race kind of overlaps and connects in society. Can it influence the way that some teachers teach? Uh, yeah, but that's a good thing, right? Because race and racism is literally the building box of this country. So how can you not talk about it? So it's not taught in schools, except when it's absolutely taught in, school, taught in schools. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing, because racism is the building blocks of this yeah, country. That's exactly what we all have a problem with you saying to our kids, because it's not true. Right, and she can't even help herself. Seconds after saying it's not taught in schools, but the racism is building blocks of this country. She can't help herself. I mean, this thing, this package, news package, <laughs> if you're the editor, you see this much and you say, Ellie, we get a problem here. The yeah. star of this package 
is a uh, is a double speaking, forked tongue, con- self contradicting liar, and uh, somebody who's not ready for prime time in any day. But that's fine. But Ellie Reeves, because she's so smart and she knows better than you, she makes no mention, makes no notation. She is happy to uh, just keep this woman where she is as the star of the show. Critical race theory is an academic framework that says racial inequality is perpetuated by the racism embedded in America's laws, not by individual bigotry. But relentless propaganda from some conservatives has created... Relentless propaganda. Relentless propaganda this is the hard news segment yes, correct this, this is, is not an news. opinion piece she is a reporter whose home base is in new york for cnn relentless propaganda a panic that white people and especially white children are under attack these are systemic things ignoring it perpetuates the problem by acknowledging it we can find solutions and we can address the problems and the inequality that- says the teacher who says it's not something that's taught in school She's freewheeling with it right now during this interview. She says she loves it in school. It's very helpful. That exists in our country. And so I think... So remember, this is why when you say critical race theory is taught in schools, and they say, no, it's not. Look, she just said it isn't. So you see? No, we're not doing that. No, fine. We're not teaching the technically the law school version of what a critical race theory is. Right. We're not teaching that in school. We're teaching that these systems, racist systems, are implemented and perpetuated and cultivated to this very day and alice when either you or she said it's not individual racist um racist mm-hmm. stuff it's the systems no today individual racism is also thrown right in there well so, right so, so the so thing the, is, is so what, it's a it's a total gumbo of racism right so but what they say is the in is that like well we're not saying individual people are racist we're saying the systems are racist but the only answer they have if you say well how do we make the system not racist The only answer they have is that we all need to look deep because there must be racism hidden in there somewhere. Right. You know, which is causing the systems to be racist. Remember, we can't ask them how we get better. We have to do the work. Right. So it is individuals who are the problem. Well, and so, for example, in this children's book that a few school districts, it's been documented, Christopher Rufo's found you know the the evidence that several school districts have all, have used this book i'm sure there are way more that have used it that it hasn't come out yet but there's this book that's like about whiteness for kids that they teach in the school and at the end there's like this little devil demon holding on a contract that's like if you sign this deal with the devil and then you get to keep your whiteness and your life will be comfortable and good and you'll get to have like privileges that you didn't earn but it's going to make life miserable and kill all your friends and people of color that you love like sign here and it's like you must reject this compact so basically what they're saying is that you know glad that, we got rid of the dr seuss books <laughs> that whiteness is like this imperceptible system that's in everything and that the only thing we can do about that we can't just change the law because they feel you know we can't just pass rand paul's brianna taylor act to get rid of no-knock raids that would be too easy and you know the underlying racism of the system would still exist so what we have to do instead is address the underlying racism of the system and how do we do that is by doing these like soul cleansing exercises with crazy people so yeah of course nobody's banning law school classes in the kindergarten what we want banned 
is exactly everything that you just told us that you need to teach because it's great. That's what we want banned. <laughs> teaching it this way actually does the opposite of what these people say it does. Are you teaching children to hate America? No, I'm teaching children to question America. And that's what makes a good patriot. <laughs> I love that. I love that's what makes a good patriot. No, Does that you, come before or after the building blocks of the country are racism? Right. Yeah, there's no reason to hate America for that. No. Man, these people are vile. Uh, so then Ellie Reeve has on Elena Fishbein, who's a woman who's, and you'll hear about it, who's uh, a, 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 an opponent of critical race theory and started kind of an anti-CRT group. Don't force on our kids a particular worldview. Taking a white brush and painting this country as structurally racist, it's insane. Why well, is it insane, though? I mean, because I just... it's a lie. Last year, Alana Fishbein says she received an email from her kids' school that students would be learning more about the role of race in American society. She thought the materials were racist, so she pulled her kids out of public school. Then she created an advocacy group, No Left Turn in Education, to draw attention to her claims that CRT is poisoning young minds. This isn't distant history. In the 90s, the crime bill gave much more severe sentencing to crack cocaine versus powder cocaine simply because black people were perceived as doing crack cocaine. Simply because. <clears throat> so that is a bit of misinformation there, mm -hmm. which also the editor, you would think, would catch and say, um, what? Where are you citing this? Simply because black people were doing more. Find out which drugs the blacks are doing. <laughs> Sentence them more harder. Absolutely. That That's is, what happened. That is unsupported horse bleep. Completely. That's what happened. And if you were somebody who was around in the 80s and the 90s, you knew that crack scared the hell out of people and it was a total um a, a total bogeyman of a drug i believe we were told that crack was whack yes <clears throat> but no it's fine that's that's the reporter saying as fact that yes people hated uh people were thrilled to bust people for crack send them to prison for longer because it was usually black people her assertions here are you know what this is this is this is critical race theory reporting under the guise of just, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just teaching anthropology. No, I'm just reporting. That's fine. You know, we did all that. We put blacks into jail but just says for sport in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. Including, by the way. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Let her go. Oh. My kids can be attacked by Antifa kids or BLM kids that are not black. They are white like my kids. But they are believing. They were indoctrinated. And they internalized. This philosophy. Were your children beat up by Antifa kids? I beg <laughs> Don't you like how she says it in a very total jerk? Um, were your children beat up by Antifa kids? Is she like an intern at CNN or it, they've actually no. hired her as a reporter? Is this our future once Gen Z is all has real jobs yes, like in yes, media yes oh, this is no, be really this, exhausting this arrogant i know everything mean girl attitude were your children beat up by antifa kids i'm talking it's gonna happen if we're not gonna stop it yeah the idea is not they have to have been beat up by kids yeah we don't have to wait until they get beat up to do they're, something about it hey dum dum ellie they're beating up people all over the place 
you can see it all over the place. I know you've just started to acknowledge that they even exist. Maybe head to Portland and do some right. reporting on what but no. that's like. So, so this discredits her? Were your kids beaten? Well, then no, the threat's not there. The threat's not there. Was, it, was your kid uh, in the hot tub when the guy, this, the 50-year-old with his junk showing went in the hot tub? No. Well, then. That there's didn't nothing, happen. There's Anecdotal. No, there's no threat. Well, no, there is a threat. <laughs> You know, you think that somebody who deals in, I'm sure, celebrates the idea there are hate crimes happening, you know, would would acknowledge, you know, that indeed there are violent and bad things happening in the world just because they don't happen to the woman you're trying to discredit. Well, have you been there? How do you know? (laughs) It's like, I'm for the Iraq war. Well, did you serve? Well, no, then forget it. Well, okay, well, fine. Is that... That's the parameter of whether she has credibility. Is if her, have your kids been beat up? No. Well, then this interview's over. It okay. So then she goes to this anti-critical race theory um, gathering and confronts a couple of dudes, probably Republican dudes, I assume. And here's the first one. Anti-CRT propaganda is drawing big crowds. What is critical race theory? Uh, critical race theory is the idea that's taught to uh, our nation's youth that the way that you're born. Uh, contributes to the amount of success that you can achieve. Sounds pretty good. Sounds the way that you were born, mm-hmm. right? Nice, clear, pithy way to say it. In this country, basically states that white people are born with everything, and if you're not white, you're born with nothing. Can you name any critical race theory scholars? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Do I? If you say you believe in evolution, and I say, well, how do you know that there's evolution? And you're like, well. It- evolution just exists there's all this evidence well can you tell me any evolutionary biologists who right. pioneered the field can it, you name anyone who dug up any fossils that show evolution right. and, and if she were an adult not a jackass who was totally spoiled with a dumb tiny brain she would realize that she doesn't have to take him to the second tier question you know because mm-hmm. he passed the first tier right. he already did a good job in the first tier but she's not going to let that stay she thinks that she's being really clever so she's saying right do they know the difference between doing like jaywalking gotcha segments and actually creating a news package for a major no, but cable also, news but station? but she's not even doing the jaywalking gotcha package right because she's being stupider than the questioner. <laughs> this is reverse. Probably not. Can you name any critical race theory concepts? I, I don't know what the concepts are. I, I think I, I think I, I think I summarized critical race theory as a whole pretty well. Yeah, he did. Uh-huh. Right in front, right. The first thing he said, he summarized it pretty well. Absolutely, but she doesn't care because she's not listening. So, can you name the concepts? Well, I think I did uh, already. So, keep asking this guy. Can you use critical the term critical race theory in six other languages? Well, no. Well, see, <laughs> I asked a question that you don't know the answer to with the words critical race theory in it. So then you don't know anything about critical race theory. So you're disqualified. Yeah, it's crazy. And also, if she had an editor, he would say. Ellie, we can't have you doing a package where in the package you're the biggest dumbass. <laughs> well, I keep thinking it too because she keeps talking about anti-critical race theory propaganda. There's propaganda everywhere. She just literally created the best piece of anti-critical race theory propaganda that I've ever seen. Critical race theory is not that thing you're scared of. It's just that we teach you America was founded on racism and right. that... <laughs> she brings nothing... No knowledge, no depth of knowledge, no no, nothing else, 
But her own priors, that stupid white guy insecure about having to deal with his own racist past. That's it. But she's done nothing. There's no other foundation that she can go back to. She's an empty dullard. It's remarkable. To paint the country as a inherently racist country from its founding, I think is dangerous. The three-fifths compromise is written into the Constitution in which slaves are counted as three-fifths of a person. Of course, and that was applied at an earlier time. That is not the case now, obviously. Well, you, you just mentioned the founding of the country, so... Well, yeah, it wasn't perfectly written in the Constitution. You just mentioned the founding of the country, so... Um, yeah, I'm just going to stay here and preen a little bit. The three-fifths compromise was at the founding. That's like the world's dumbest, most childish example, given that... No, Alice, they treated black people like, oh, not even a whole person. You're only three-fifths. That's all I need to know. That's it. I'm not going to sit here and argue to you that uh, they were, you know, they think about race the same way we do today, obviously. But the three-fifths compromise is possibly the worst example of that, given that the whole point of the three-fifths compromise was to make sure that slave states didn't have too much power. But, you know, it's... It's easier to make an absolutely ignorant statement based on you not understanding the point of the Constitution than to actually, like, go read the Federalist Papers, read Thomas Jefferson, see what they actually thought about slavery and things that they said about it. That would be too difficult. So, no, three-fifths compromise, see, country founded on racism. Yeah, that's that's all. Right. And it was also there was also designs in making it so that you could bolster the tax base a little bit. Jelly bean. But you know, you're absolutely right. That's the truth of the, the thing. I mean, this was this was Yeah, the pure. slave owners were pushing to have the slaves count as a whole person because that gave them more representation yes. in Congress. Yes. So, but that doesn't prove that they were less racist than the anti-slavery people that wanted to right. not count the slaves at all. And when That's the slaveholders get more clout in Congress, then slavery doesn't go away. Correct. It expands <laughs> as a matter of fact. Incredible. So, so this is you've heard this vile, disgusting, venomous, idiotic, somewhat attractive, maybe maybe <laughs> quite attractive, depending. I I like bad people, so it's a different thing. You've heard what she said. Now listen to as she finishes up mm-hmm. her segment with Bri- uh, Brianna Keeler and John Berman on CNN. All these opponents of critical race theory told us that, sure, racism was a problem in the past, but it's not now. And so we got into these long conversations about when exactly they thought racism had ended in America. And they didn't have a good answer. What did they tell you? Says Brianna Keeler, totally off the cuff. <laughs> what, what were their answers for that? Did they point to any specific data points? Well, one person offered the 90s. What is this that's happening right now? One person offered the the nineties. I mean, that's what one of these mouth breathing idiots who doesn't love critical race theory said. They said the nineties, and she's like to add mockery into her the Q and A part of this. I don't know if Brianna Keeler uh, is. I don't know how she lived with herself. I don't anymore. know how this got onto CNN to right. be honest, because it seems like something you know a kid did with their friend. Yes, no, it's totally gotcha, dunk on you attitude, which would be one thing if she were like Mark Stein, but she's a dumbass. This is, who's positioned as a reporter? Another person said, well, the 50s and 60s were really bad, but that ended sometime in the 80s and 90s. 
If I was like John Berman, it, I, he's pathetic and is a waste of life. Mm-hmm. But I would say, uh, hold on a second. What is your effing problem? Why are you speaking this tone to the people uh, listening, the audience listening? Why do you have this this absolutely petulant tone about you, like some teenage wise ass who thinks she knows something but is clueless? I mean, but they don't because it's the, that's not what CNN is not a news organization. But my God, I, in newsrooms that I've worked in, if somebody had this tone, even in the newsroom, mm-hmm. when the old guard worked there, heads would roll. There would be a, come in this room right now, and you would hear an explosion. Other people pointed to Barack Obama. Just because, see how stupid they are? They said that we had a black president, so that's it. As if that did anything, but really just prove that there was racism. I mean, they're going to be tearing down statues of Obama in probably, I would give it like 12 to 18 months until he's a white supremacist. Yeah, there's no... Because the the whole thing, I mean, he was elected saying he supported marriage being between a man and a woman and everything else. And so it's interesting because this whole thing about like, when did racism end? Ha ha. See? Like, that's because racism isn't a thing that is there or isn't. People are racist or they're not based on whether or not they're bigoted towards other people. Exactly. There are fewer racist people than ever before in this country. I don't know if that's true anymore because when you go around talking about whiteness and making the white kids in school do something, then it's 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 back, but under it with a new look. Well, it's interesting. So did you see, we didn't end up using it, but uh, a few days ago, there was the guy in southern New Jersey who, um, he was a jerk. He was a racist jerk. And yeah, he went around to black neighborhoods and like swore at them and called them the N-word and like spit at them. He was terrible. And that's harassment and assault and he should be in trouble. But because apparently it hadn't risen to a level where the police had done anything about it, people went and protested outside his house and screamed and yelled until the police came and arrest him. And then the police finally came to like cart him off and the whole crowd is going like... Why did the police arrest him? Because I guess he was like harassing people. Okay. So, but they're all like screaming and yelling like, yeah, get him. We finally got him. Like, it was very distasteful and odd to me. Like, I get it. He's a racist jerk. I'm not sticking up for him. He sucks. I don't care. But the whole thing, like the French Revolution started by going after people who sucked first too. But they ran out of those pretty quickly because just like with the racists in America right now, there just aren't that many of them. And crowds and mobs enjoy this stuff. So... You know, if they can gather outside your home until they can make the police arrest you just by sheer pressure and then they cheer and yell as you're carted off, the, you know, they're going to run out of people to do that to who are genuinely racist pretty quickly. And then they're going to be looking for somebody else. And it's probably going to be us at our house, but right. that's fine. Right, so let's, this is the end of the interview with uh, Elle, Ellie Reeve and Brianna and John Berman. It is a fascinating report and such an important in-depth look that you took there, Ellie. Thank you. Thanks. John? That was so great. Right? I, I mean, I, that was just so great. And wow. just <laughs> the way the questions are asked, just by asking simple questions, you revealed so much. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but not what she was supposed I mean, to. I feel like we're in the video again of Cuomo's daughter, where you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, this person right. is really insane. And then and- the other person pipes in and goes, Wow, I have chills. That was amazing. Oh and you're God. like, did we just listen to the same thing? Like, did they just watch the same report? Or does she, like, 
know where the bodies are buried at CNN or I mean, that something? Was just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> totally like the uh, some girl at the prom. God, uh, that wasn't. Guys. I assume. I would assume that John Berman knows that that was nuclear level horrific, <laughs> and that's his way of gaslighting the management on the floor. By saying that was really incredible. The way you asked the questions. Wow, that really maybe made us knows, all look great here. Thank you so much. Maybe he knows or maybe he doesn't. A lot of people are just like brainwashed now. Like if the alternative is anything that aligns you with Trump, then everything else is amazing and wonderful. The exact opposite. It just has to be. So uh, some all, some also some um, some video got out today of people doing a privilege walk. Um, yeah. Which is part of a gym class, I think. I may have a tick on me. After the show, you're going to have to... I'll check on it for you. Yeah. We're going to need to check on your ingrown toenail, too, yeah, possibly. I don't <laughs> um, so anyway, this video came out of this privilege walk, and I looked up these afterwards, and so did you. And these things mm -hmm. are very popular in a bunch of gym classes. Teacher had his class line up and participate in a privilege walk. He asks them a series of questions about their privilege status and has them step forward or back depending on the answer. If you or your family ever inherited money or property, take a step forward. Of course. Money or property, take a step forward. If you come from a supportive family environment, take a step forward. If you were ever uncomfortable about a joke or statement you overheard, related to your race, ethnicity, gender, appearance, or sexual orientation, but felt unsafe to confront the situation, take a step backwards. Like right now, I feel uncomfortable? You're ever like uncomfortable that? about a joke. If one of your parents was unemployed or laid off, not by choice, take one step back. If you have their health insurance, one forward. If you attended private school or their summer camp, take one step forward. If your family ever had to move because they could not afford their rent, take one step back. So now Here's the point the is you're supposed to end up with the white people in front. Exactly, right? exactly. And if your parents told you that you could be anything you wanted to be, take one step forward. Well, that seems like that could be amended pretty easily. Right. If you are able to take a step forward or backwards, take two steps forward. Um, okay. So this not only hits, it certainly is based on race and sexual orientation, gender and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's ableism in there too. But here's the thing about this, is that if you were born in the United States, take 5,000 steps forward. Right. That's really where we are. And you're, the idea that these little things, and also, you know, this is done in some gym classes as a race. So everybody starts on the line, and they make their way across the field as they're getting the questions. And then... Then you finish the race because people are privileged your way up in front and you show how mm -hmm. your privilege helps you with the race. But the race is a straight race across the field. Life is not a straight race across the field. Right. You know, there are many, many more factors than just running across the field in life. There are avenues and cheats and and you can develop along the way. And there and are other destinations. Yes, absolutely other destinations. Well said. There's all sorts of things. Life is not, this is, if you shove this into a small model and in, in, in say this is exactly mm -hmm. the parallel for life, well, it might be, make you feel good, but it's 
extremely limiting. It's myopic and it is not it is not effective. Well, I, I, also, I do find it's it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting and it's kind of interesting uh, like food for thought. Right. Is it these little things in life? But I I think I say have more things in life. Well, yeah, or I mean it is good food for thought, but I would say then that the answer then lies in those things, right? Like, oh, if your parents were supportive of you, take a step forward. Well, yeah, so maybe we should tell parents to be supportive of their kids. Like, be, and maybe we should tell people to have kids after they get married instead of before. And Well, ma- right. And also... And maybe we should, you know, tell kids... Like, there's... There are a lot of things in life, and a lot of them, many, many of them go back to two-parent homes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Well, and also, is God in your life? Mm-hmm. You know, if you have religion, and I'm not a religious guy, but for many people, if you have religion, you get supercharged with a motivation, with meaning, with resolve, with um, a stabilizing force. Right. I mean, there are all sorts of things here, all sorts of factors. Yeah, and you and I have talked about this. I know you're not really religious, but we were talking about it in the context of we were talking how, like, like everybody, especially when they are talking about Biden and how, like, Yumi-J said, like, the team was, like, superheroes and they're going to save us and everybody was, like, getting chills at the inauguration. It's like our parents are looking out for us. You know, that's because they're lacking some like sense of comfort and meaning and stability in their world. And like, that's not something that you can get as an adult from just like other people around you. Right. Like as a kid, you get that from your parents and that's why kids that don't have that sense of stability and support, I, you know, it struggle more to make things happen in their lives because that's a, that's a huge mm-hmm. advantage in life. But I would say that religion does fill some of that same, same hole that as a kid having parents is felt by you right know? right and you know what's one of the reasons why the, the nba is so good because you have many the majority are players of color black people mm-hmm. and coming from many of them came from the inner cities and would have had to take a hundred thousand steps back according to this mm-hmm. um sure they honed a skill but that doesn't mean everything you know you can hone a skill all you want but if you're dodging bullets in the way after school then etc you know there are there are there are challenges in life and it could be any sort of thing health challenges etc etc but i was turned on to this um video of the dream team the the american olympic team in 1992 the basketball team with michael Mm -hmm. jordan and magic johnson was on there and let me see who is the other guy here. I don't know anything about basketball. So, um, and Carl Malone was on there. These are all superstars, of course. And remember that dream team was was dominant. It was the greatest team to ever play uh, organized uh, organized uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. So listen to this. Listen to this. Um, the first person you hear is another all star. I don't know who he is. The fir- the second two people are both black guys in a dream team: Magic Johnson and Carl Malone. Listen to this. Five. I remember He's the white being guy. up there with all those great players and then just being able to to soak it in and, and listen to that national anthem. When they started. That's Magic Johnson now coming in. When they started. Being up there with all those great players and then just being able to 
to soak it in and, and listen to that national anthem. When they started playing our national anthem, man, that's when we, I think a few of us got choked up. Magic Johnson, a black man and proud American. When they started playing the national anthem, a few of us got choked up. I was standing up there saying, this is who we are, this is what we're about, and I was just proud to be an American. Hear that? Everybody. And you know what? These guys had it tougher. You know, yeah, people were, were more racist then than now. Like, absolutely. These guys grew up in the late 60s, early 70s, and early 80s. They dealt with a lot of crap that have gotten a lot better now. And they, To everyone's chagrin who makes money right. off of it not being good. Right. They didn't sit around asking themselves a thousand questions to see how much privilege the other guy had. They saw that this was the greatest country in the world. They hit the ground running. And they loved and appreciated that the country gave them the, the, the opportunity to take a shot at being extraordinary. And they were extraordinary. And they loved it. So these guys, these guys, by the way, you should play that, take this to Jerry tomorrow. He will, mm-hmm. you want Alice. I don't even think we told people this. I'm uh, oh. filling in producing Jerry Callahan's oh, yeah. show tomorrow morning. So. I tweeted this out. It's, I got it queued up. Mm-hmm. Bring it to Jerry just like this. And I guarantee you, you're going to, this is right. This is, this is patriotism porn for Callahan. He was going to okay. like this. And it's it's a dream team, right? You uh, just want to prove that you're really the brains of the operation now. No, well, he's asked me out completely. Stuff. It doesn't matter. He and I are going <laughs> to, we're going to, we're going to figure it out in the field, Alice. Okay. He and I are going to figure it out during a 5K. Am I allowed to go to the 5K? Where he will be put in his place. Well, I mean, you're his business partner, so you guys have your own. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's true. I'm filling your, in as his producer tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, so I wanted to play that and it just makes me happy. And I think you guys listening, it probably makes you happy as well. I like it too. And it, it is, oh, oh. it is a sort of shocking, um, thing to think how far we've fallen from that. Like why, why did people not like that? And I really, I truly think there's like something deeply wrong with you. If you listen to that and think, nope, that's bad. Yeah. We got to put a stop to that. Like, if you think that, if you think that video and them praising the national anthem in our country and thinking about this opportunity and this team and everything, because that's like what a country is, is it is a team, right? And, and you, you think about that and who could, who could honestly listen to that? What little black kid growing up in America could be hurt by that? Right? No, it's the most wonderful. Who's wholesome. harmed? Who's harmed? Because as far as I can see, that is all positive. All positive. You've got a team of black people and white Amer- black Americans and white Americans from all disparate past mm-hmm. past times. You know, for several different... I tell you, you may have had a lot of the black guys on that team not being able to take a step forward during the privilege walk. But you also had Larry Bird in that team who came from a, a trashy uh, background who wouldn't have much privilege either, from French like Indiana. And you, these guys formed a bond, and they were f- representing the country, and they were damn proud to. And they were touched by it, by the anthem, because the freaking anthem means something, you GD, selfish Fs who don't think it means something. <sighs> okay. So uh, <laughs> here's, you know, another piece of positive audio. Okay, Alice. I'm ready. New York's new mayor, mm-hmm. um, Eric, what's his last name? Adams. Eric Adams. 
uh, was on. Well, C- technically, he's not the mayor. Right. Yet. Curtis be- Lewa could could pull off a stunning <laughs> upset. Who I've uh, produced for mm-hmm. when I've worked at TKK. When I worked there. He was very. <laughs> he was one of these guys who was very particular about what bump music we came in with. He was like, make sure you play number 63 coming in. Make sure you play 48 coming in. Make sure you're 93 coming in. <laughs> all right, fine. And they're all like very uh, kind of dancey music. He's an interesting cat. Anybody who wears, what's that kind of jacket called? The shiny, silky jacket that the, that the Guardian Angels wore? Satine? It's not satine. Satin? I don't no. Know. Silk, uh, I, I don't know what type of jacket the Guardian Angels wore. It's, it's shiny. They were huge in the late 70s and 80s. Shiny. Is it satine jacket? Maybe it's a teen. I gotta know. Sh- um, Ravine, Kavlin. We're gonna. Somebody's gonna tell us. Somebody's going to let us know. I don't know. Anyway, so here's Eric Adams. He's with John Berman, who just got done uh, giving uh, Ellie uh, Reeve a tongue bath. Eric Adams has John. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, John Berman has Eric Adams on the CNN. Asks him about Torre, who's a provocateur, who a radical uh, guy, a Black Lives Matter kind of guy. And uh, Adams uh, plays this perfectly. Progressive activist Torre, who I don't know if you know, but he is a progressive activist here in New York City. This is what he wrote uh, after your victory became apparent. He said, if you marched in NYC last year to protest police violence and this year voted for Eric Adams to be mayor, I don't understand you. Cops cannot get us to the real police reform we need. What do you say to that? I say that when he uh, gets on the subway, he does not want to be pushed to the subway tracks and he doesn't want to be slashed. He does not want his son to be like young 10 year old Justin, who was shot and killed in Rockaway uh, by uh, gun violence. I say to him and others that if black lives really matter, then it means that we won't have senseless gang violence in New York, Chicago, Atlanta. I say that it's time for us to stop believing uh, that we should have the right tweets. We should have the right safe streets. And that is what I'm going to extend an olive branch to him. Not only was I a law enforcement officer, I was beat and abused by police officers. But I went inside and I pushed for reform and change. And so I know there are those who feel as though this is not the moment that we should come together. But I don't believe that. And countless number of New Yorkers and Americans have proved just the opposite. It is time for us to come together. Here, here, Eric Adams. I am excited mm-hmm. about this guy. Yeah, so this was, I mean, really the good guy out of the Democratic field. This is the, like, former cop tough on crime guy. And uh, and I think a lot of minority voters voted for him. He's a black guy, by the way. Uh, but, you know, the thankfully, the sort of... So there was Garcia, who's more like technocrat, like a Charlie Baker, but a Democrat. Like, very... Mm-hmm. Like, operations, we're going to run the city very well. And then, like... And then there was the one that was endorsed by... AOC, the like super Maya Wiley, right. wacko one. So fortunately, somehow he managed to squeak by, even with them trying to add up all the votes for all his opponents with the ranked choice voting thing and try and put those people over the top. But uh, he pulled it out. And I think New York City kind of lucked out on that front. So good for him. Um the uh, investigations into the worst event that has ever happened in the United States are proceeding. Um, they are trying to figure out how exactly this uh, terrorist operation 
was pulled off at the U.S. Capitol on 1-6. Uh, Daily Beast is reporting Riot Leader had fully constructed U.S. Capitol Lego set at home. FBI says. Well, it's a perfectly representative schematic. (laughs) Federal investigators seized an unusual piece of evidence from a Pennsylvania man indicted last month for his role in the Capitol riot, a Lego replica of the building he allegedly stormed. Robert Morse, 27, is accused of leading fellow rioters in what prosecutors say was one of the most intense and prolonged clashes with officers on January 6th. According to court documents obtained by smoking gun, FBI investigators seized an array of firearms from his home, as well as what the court filings described as a fully constructed U.S. Capitol Lego set. Uh Uh-huh. See? It was not still in the box. He had fully constructed it, and I assume used it in his planning of his operation. Prosecutors didn't say whether Morse used the toy to help him plan the Capitol insurrection. Another item seized from Morse was a notebook containing a step-by-step guide to creating a hometown militia. um, With steps such as ambush and battle drills and reminders to bring an assault rifle and four magazines. Unclear if he actually brought any of those things to the Capitol. Um, I would say that that would be much better information to have than what kind of toys he plays with. That being said, if the FBI wants to start cracking down on adults who play with Legos, I would actually be fine with yeah, that. Yeah. So, um, you know, when Jen Psaki comes to the house, she can they can add that to their list of red flags to check for illicit Lego sets. I think uh, we have an Eiffel Tower, I think. So maybe they should call up whatever the French equivalent of the FBI is. How's your tick? Uh, maybe it wasn't a tick, but I am bleeding now. Oh, God. Okay, I'll check on it. Can I check on it after the show? Oh, I just God. have one more story I want to hit here, which is that uh, I know the Biden administration is looking to find people who haven't been vaccinated so they can beef their vaccine numbers. I think the New York Post has solved part of the riddle here for them. Special focus on five ways to make gains in getting those of you who are unvaccinated vaccinated. Because here's the deal. We are continuing to on the mass vaccination sites that did so much in the spring to rapidly vaccinate those eager to get their first shot and their second shot, for that matter, if they needed a second. Now we need to go to community by community, neighborhood by neighborhood, and oftentimes door to door, literally knocking on doors to get help to the remaining people protected from the virus. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I have a potential starting point for them. This is in the New York Post. More than 7,500 new coronavirus cases have been reported in our immigration detention centers between April and last week. In the same period, the number of people being held in detention rose to more than 26,000 from 14,000. The rise in COVID-19 cases accounts for more than 40% of all cases reported in all ICE facilities since the pandemic began. Public health officials told newspapers that few migrants are vaccinated, making the jammed detention centers ripe for outbreaks of the deadly disease. Just 20% of the detainees coming through the facilities have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine while in custody. The Biden administration rolled back the bulk of former President Trump's immigration policies, setting off the illegal immigration rush that has overwhelmed government facilities, causing some governors to send National Guard troops to the border to assist the feds. Dr. Carlos Franco Paredes, an associate professor at the Colorado University School of Medicine, said there are a number of reasons for the rise in cases, including a lack of safety precautions, a lack of testing, and the transporting of migrants between facilities. <laughs> so there you go. Oh, we have, no. Uh, 
quite a few migrants coming across the border. So if you are thinking that the push to vaccinate is all about preventing cases, I think that it's only about preventing cases among some people. Oh, goodness. We'll see what they do. I mean, does I think uh, Kamala Harris should go to Guatemala and talk about the source root causes well, I hope of COVID helps. at the border. Maybe she should request they get vaccinated before they make that long, dangerous Can they journey. do the uh, lottery to win money? I hope so. I hope they can. Uh, in any case, we'll keep you posted. Follow us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod and on, at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, send us an email if you want to get in touch. That's Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. Um, also, follow us on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe there or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. That's your thing. Somebody was complaining on Twitter. I have not been hitting those posts. No, you haven't. I know. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.